0: Bay Hills Community Church is pleased to have you join us for today's podcast. With this podcast, we begin a new series on prayer, and our guest teacher is Dr. Gil Stiglitz, superintendent of the Western District of the Evangelical Free Church. Gil begins our series as he talks about prayer changes things.
1: Good morning. My name is Gil. I have been here before. For those of you who haven't heard me, there's still a little time to escape. And uh, we want to talk about prayer. I want to answer, if I can, uh, this question. How do I make prayer work? It seems to me, at least in my life, I regularly, constantly have God answer prayer in all kinds of different directions. And when Dave asked me if I wanted to speak on prayer a number of months ago, I thought, I want to talk about How do you actually make prayer work? Because it seems to me that the average Christian has given up on prayer and they don't see changes and answers in their life. My particular perspective is is that prayer actually does change real things in your life. It happens all the time in my life. And let me just give you an example of two things that happened this week. About a month ago... My wife was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer, and uh, so it was a shock. She's kind of young to have that, and it was, whoa, this isn't expected. So we let the doctors do what they were going to do, and we began to pray, and she had you know, one surgery and two surgeries and three surgeries, and then we heard this week that she is now cancer-free and no problems, then we just have to move forward with that process. So... so I'm very encouraged about that answer to prayer. Another thing that happened this week was started about a month ago. My wife's family, her mother and father are getting older and her mother is uh, uh, beginning to have this stages of Alzheimer's and dementia process and so she's beginning to go through some rough stuff. And they're not as able to drive and do things that they used to do. So this Thanksgiving was the first Thanksgiving. They did not come to our house to celebrate Thanksgiving with the whole family. And uh, we were going to go up there. And my wife went up there to celebrate Thanksgiving where they live up in Reading. So my wife goes with her brother. I couldn't make it. I was preaching somewhere. So they went up there and they went to a restaurant to celebrate Thanksgiving with my in-laws. My wife gets to the restaurant and my mother-in-law decides or somehow the process of the disease takes over and for an hour in the public restaurant, my mother-in-law harangues, harasses, screams and yells at my wife until she finally has to, she tells my wife to leave the restaurant. She never ever wants to see her again and you know that it's the disease but it's very difficult to handle. It's very hard to grapple with that. So it was, okay, now we know that we have to come through Christmas time, and this may be the last Christmas that they're around. And we don't want it to end like that. So we began to pray, one, that God would allow and cause there to be a healing within the family, that God would uh, allow for the first time in her almost 80 years of life for my mother-in-law to apologize for something that she's done. She's never apologized for anything from what I understand. Wonderful woman, just maybe never made a mistake before. Also, that my father-in-law would realize that he can't drive down and that he would stay up there and we would have a wonderful celebration of Christmas up there. This week, my mother-in-law called for the first time and apologized to my wife for what happened. We had a wonderful celebration at Christmas, a restaurant up there. Everything was not just polite and distant, it was warm and friendly. And what we saw was the exact answers to prayer that we had prayed. Now, what I find is, is that most people, many Christians, don't have those kinds of answers. And I just want to talk with you, just from my heart, what I see as the most significant thing that you must do in order to begin to have answers to prayer. I have answers to prayer every single week. And I would just want you to experience those same kinds of things. Some are small little miracles, some are big, some are, don't even look like miracles, they're just wonderful. So that's what we want to talk about. I just want to talk with you about the fact that prayer is changing your future. It's changing the future. You are on a track, a trajectory that moves along, and if you keep doing what you have been doing, you'll keep getting what you have gotten. In other words, if you like the way your marriage is going, then keep doing what you're doing. If it's lousy, you might want to do something different. If you like the career you're in and you keep going there every time, you're going to get the same deal. Now, the question, though, about prayer is how do we change the future? Every once in a while, like happened with my wife and her breast cancer, or the situation with my mother-in-law where the disease process just caused her to just go off and say all kinds of odd things, you have something bad that you want to avoid. You want to change your future. You don't want to keep going down the thing where there's something bad in there. Or you can see something great or wonderful off in a different direction. I think I can have a better family. I think I can have a better... Not different people, but better family. Um, <laughs> I think I can have a great job or something else like that. Now, how do we get there? Now, there's only three ways to change your future. If there's only three ways to change the future, the choices and actions of others what they do, your choices and actions, and God's choices and actions. Now, sometimes it takes all three of those to change it off into a new direction. Sometimes it just takes your actions. Sometimes it just takes God's actions. Now, if I'm, uh, I'm going to try and lose weight, I don't pray about it. I just stop shoving food in my face. Do you see how that works? If I'm going to change the direction of my life, one of the things that I need to be aware of is prayer. Because some of the things can't be changed by me alone or by other people alone. Just as I experienced this week. Now, let's jump into this. So if you have your notes, take this out, draw the little diagrams, that kind of thing. The first thing we have to talk about before we talk about how to make prayer work, we have to understand why prayer doesn't work for most people. The Bible has a whole little section that just says very specifically, if you pray like these things, you won't get any answers. And that's pretty helpful. Kind of the don't do it this way kind of thing. Now, first, in James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. He says there's two things that the typical Christian, this is the Apostle James, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells Christians, two things that you do or you don't do, if these things are true, you won't get your prayers answered. First one is, you don't ask. You just stop asking. Now, there's, I think, at least three reasons why people don't ask in prayer. Many people believe that God should just know. You know, he just kind of should read your mind, and he should just know what you need. So why do you have to pray about it? I don't know, but for some reason, God wants you to actually ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get. Does this make sense? Now, I know some people, I heard this story interesting where a man put all of his prayer requests on a piece of paper, taped it to his wall by his bedside, and he'd touch it when he went to bed and said, God, just read the list. And and that is not how it works, okay? Okay. It is a pretty good idea. It's kind of shorthand, you know, kind of. Thing. Many people that I know as Christians kind of just have concluded prayer doesn't work, so I'm stopping. I just, I don't, it doesn't ever work for me. I, you know, I don't know why. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you get a, something that you purchase, like this iPhone I got this summer, I didn't even know how to work it. So, you know, I had to ask my wife how to turn it on and I have to ask people, do you know how this works? And so in one sense, that's really what I want to talk with you about, is I believe many of you have given up on prayer because you don't know how to make it work. And I want to help you understand how to make it work so that every week you can have answers to prayer, just like my wife and I, we have answers to prayer. Now, sometimes many Christians think about something and they call it prayer. In other words, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about it, and God, you should just take that as prayer. That's not how it works. You actually have to do something, starts with an A, ends with a K. Ah, ooh, this part over here was very spiritual. This part, I don't know, we're working on the middle part here a little bit. Okay. You actually have to ask. Okay. The next thing that God says will disqualify praying is if you ask for selfish things. You see, many of us would like to see Prayer is kind of like a genie in a bottle. You know, if I ask for a Porsche, you know, then I open up the garage door. Oh, 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 I got one. And many of us, we spend our time asking for very selfish things. And God says, I'm not going to do that. God does not reward selfishness and or evil. That's why prayers at the casino don't work. (laughs) Prayers in the lottery line are not effective. Okay? They might be effective if you're praying to a different God, but wrong God. Okay? Now, what you have to understand is is that God is saying, I am not going to answer your prayer if the only one who wins is you and in a selfish or evil way. He's not going to answer that kind of prayer. Prayer is also not Amazon.com. See, many people think of prayer as kind of like, put my order in, there must be a problem with the shipping. Because I'm not getting what I want. And you see, we don't command God. We We don't have the right to say, God, here's my order. And come on, come on. It's been three months. It's been four years. Come on. Prayer is something completely different. And God is something completely different than a little genie in a bottle for us. And that's why prayer doesn't work. So if you don't ask or you ask for selfish things, prayer won't work. Okay? Now, let's go on. How do I make prayer work? How do I actually pray so that stuff happens? Look what Jesus says. Matthew 7, verse 7. It says, ask and you shall receive. Jesus talks about it as like, hey, this is the way it works. You ask and you receive. And yet that's not the experience for many of us. So to me, the key is taking what we've learned before about what not to do and understanding that word ask in a different way. This made a huge difference about 20 years ago when I began to understand a different way of thinking about the word ask. Because I used to think of ask as kind of like throwing mud balls against the wall and seeing what sticks and hoping that God would, would, would answer some of them. And here's my understanding of the word ask. To ask means to make a very specific proposal for a triple win. I put the key there because if you don't get anything else, write this down. This is what makes prayer work. And not doing this is what causes it not to work. Now, what do I mean by making a very specific proposal for a triple win? Well, let me break that into its two parts. Make a very specific proposal. If you're going to ask God for something or make a proposal, prayer is actually making a proposal to the king of the universe. When I was the pastor of the church uh, in Southern California, we had... We were given 42 acres of land, and it was our land, it was in our name, but when we wanted to build a building, we had to go to the city planner's office, and we said, we want to build some buildings, and they said, great, tell us where they are, and so I drew some circles and some boxes on a piece of paper, and they said, no, 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 no. we want to know where the restrooms are, we want to know where the walkways are, we want to know where the green belts and the playgrounds, we want to know where everything's going to go. And so I put some things in They said, not enough. And then back and forth, back and forth. Until I finally had this very specific, very complete proposal. Will you let us do this? Will you agree to this? That's the way prayer works. When, When I want to have God answer my prayer, what I'm really doing is saying, God, here's the future that I think would be the best for me, for you, for my wife, for my family, for my career, and I get very specific. Could you please have this happen and that happen and this thing and that thing? And I get all the little pieces in place and I make a proposal to the king of the universe because he can tell me no, right? Yes, yes, he can. He can say no, okay? He can say no to us. The thing that is true is some assembly is required, Many times, God is saying, when you make a proposal in prayer, what are you going to do to make this happen? How are you going to change? What are your choices going to be? See, many of us really would like it to be kind of a bewitched television show. You know, and then all of the dishes are changed, and then, and then the, you know, the Wizards of Waverly Place or something. And we want everything to change, but we don't want to have anything to do with it. And what God says is, if you make a proposal to me, that I'm going to answer, you're going to also tell me how you're going to be involved, what you're going to do, how you're going to change. When we prayed for my wife's breast cancer, how we're going to change our diet, what we're going to do, what we're going to ask the doctors to do, what we want this to happen, This and we got very, very, very specific. It also needs to be a triple win. This is the, this is the key element. It has to be a specific proposal for a triple win, not a selfish prayer. You have to say, how is God going to win? How is God going to be a winner if he does this or he grants this for you? When my wife, uh, we found out she had breast cancer, what? I began to pray, Lord, we want you to heal her. Well, I just want, and we got very specific, all the things we wanted. I said, if you, man, I'll tell everyone how wonderful you are. If you, all this is going to be great. So Tuesday of this week, we got the report, my wife is cancer free. I go down to Carl's Jr. to get an iced tea and I tell everyone in the restaurant, all the people behind the counter, God is wonderful. And people, So I'm telling everyone because I'm going to make God famous because he did this for us, for my wife and I. See, if, if you were to go to the city or the county here and you were to say, we want to build a new church building, and it was only about what you want and the city didn't benefit, would they answer you? Would they say yes? No. They would say, how do we benefit if we let you build this church? And what God is saying is, how, do, how are you going to make me benefit? How am I going to be more famous and more people hear about me and more people be blessed by answering your specific prayer? If you don't have that component, it won't happen. The next part of a triple win is, how are others going to win? One of the ways you fight selfishness is you describe in your prayer how other people will win if God does this. And when I was there, I was praying, oh Lord, the kids are going to benefit because if, if you take my wife, she's, they're going to be raised by me, which would be bad. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and the neighborhood benefits and uh, you know, the work where she is, she's building this whole new clinic thing and they're going to benefit. So I'm describing all of these things. Now, does God already know this? Yes, he does. But he needs me to say that I know them and that I'm looking at those and that it's not just a selfish proposal. If what I'm praying about only benefits me, God can't say yes, even if he wants to. He needs me to ask him, here's how you win, God. Here's how my wife and my kids and our neighborhood and the community wins. It's a whole proposal. you with me here? So, by the way, let me just help you understand. When I pray... I take my initial plans to God and say, God, is is it good enough? And it's like we have this talk back and forth until finally, here's what I'd like to have. I get very specific. And it's like, okay, finally it's complete. The way that we get our prayers answered is we get very specific and we make sure we include how God will become famous, how others will win, and then finally, how I will righteously win. God... You do not want me to be on eHarmony and messing it all up. You don't want me to have to work through all that stuff. You don't want me raising these kids. I and, and so we can go after righteous wins, right? God's for you righteously winning. Now, there are times when I submit proposals to God and God says no. He does. Sometimes he says, wait. I have some proposals that I made in 2006 to God in prayer that I wanted to have happen by 2010. What's fascinating to me is almost all of them, financial, vocational, almost all of them are coming true. And God is just amazing. Now, what I would ask you to do is stop praying selfish prayers and start working through specific proposals that are triple win. How does God win? How do other people win? And how do you win? that's when you begin to see answers. I expect to see some new answers next week for some prayers that I've been praying for six months because it's two th- beginning in 2010. And I just, I just find it fascinating. Don't you just love to have God just surprise you with prayers being answered? I like that. Okay, some of you are shaking your head. The rest of you, I, I don't know, I kind of like roughing it. No. Now, I don't think we ought to listen to a uh, sermon and not do it. So what I'd like to do is just go through and suggest that you have a number of lines in your life, a number of places where this is the way your life is. You have a spiritual life, and it has a certain level with God. You have a personal life, and it has a certain benefit and certain future. You have a marriage and romantic situation, fi- family, career, friends, money, and finances. Because I've talked with you about what I think and what I see in my life as the secret of a real, effective prayer life, and that is making a specific proposal for a triple win. I'm gonna go right down through each one of them and ask, is God asking you to pray or make a proposal in your spiritual life for a new future? And I'm just gonna go right down there and let's just see what God might be saying to you. Just trying to be attuned to what he might be wanting you to change your future in. Okay. How many of you would be willing to say, God, you sense maybe you need to make a proposal in your spiritual life for a different spiritual life? Okay, a few of us, good, 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 Okay. How many of you would sense that God might be asking you to make a proposal or you need to make a proposal for a change in your personal life? Okay, very good. Very good. Okay? Yeah. Don't raise your hand on all of them. Uh, this is this is too much. Just a couple, okay? This is good. Now, how many of you would suggest would think that God may be encouraging you to make a proposal in your marriage or romantic life, a change? Okay? Very good. Very good. Okay? Very good. Now, how many of you would say that God like happened this last month for me with my family, where you need to make a change, a proposal for a change in your family situation. Okay, very good. How many of you would think maybe you need to make a specific proposal for a different future in your career or work? Okay, good. I I love that somebody else is raising someone else's hand, you know. Get your hand up. This is good. You need to do this. Okay, this is good. Okay, then how many of you need to make a proposal for some new friends or different relationships, okay? Yeah, don't point at them, but yes, that you're getting rid of. but Okay, Uh, now, and how many of you, 2009 has been a complete sucky year with money, but you would like to have a different 2010 monetarily? Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm with you, I'm with you. Now, God, the king of the universe, can tell you No. But what Jesus said is, ask, and you shall receive. Make a specific proposal for a triple win, and I think you'll be surprised. I I put a lot of proposals in, and I'm fascinated by my wife and I getting a lot of them back. And I, I think that's a win. Now, it is exceptionally shocking that I'm done 10 minutes early. As Pastor Dave said, first service, that's an answer to prayer. So since you have five to ten minutes you weren't expecting to have, I want you to do two things. The first thing is I want you to sit there and talk with someone around you and ask the person around you, what proposal do you think you need to or would be helpful to make to God about your future? One of those or, or whatever. Okay, so I want you to talk about that. <laughs> After you're done, you're dismissed.
0: Gil has talked today about our making proposals for changes in our lives and seeing a triple win. It's our hope that today's podcast has enriched your life and answered questions you may have had. If you'd like more information about what was said in this podcast or about Bay Hills Community Church, you can reach us on the Internet at www.bayhills.net. Bay Hills, located in El Sobrante, California, is radically committed to reaching the unchurched in the Bay Area and to developing believers into fully devoted followers of Christ. Thanks again for listening.